Welcome to episode four of Growing Up Punk. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast where we talk about punk rock and all of its friends uh, with that guy. His name is Aaron. Say hi, Aaron. What's going on, people? All right. All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting closer <laughs> to you saying hi. Uh, Sorry. I feel like <laughs> and, I always have uh, to just have some stupid thing to say instead of just saying hi, but... <laughs> I literally hi, tell you to hi, say hi. Hi, friends. Literally tell you to say hi, and it's got to be something. I mean, at least this time it wasn't... What did you say last time? Oh, Major Pain. You said something. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's up, Major Pains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Anyways, my name is David. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get rolling with this. Uh, so I I wanted to quickly share a story, seeing as you uh, we we have we have some things in common outside of the music we listen to. Um, we are both dads, correct? As far as I know, <laughs> and we are both <laughs> we both have glasses, correct? Yes, as far as you still know, I can my see pr- you. My pride you, and joy are your glasses. <laughs> not your children i like it um <laughs> yes i think I've, i definitely have glasses i think i have children <laughs> but i i do have a question in that regard as a dad who wears glasses have you ever had a child break your glasses yeah that's a good question and i'm surprised it has not happened i mean i've had well, lots of times time where is- they've <laughs> it's about to come or what <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe because I hadn't. I, my oldest is um, ten, just over ten, and uh, I hadn't had it happen yet where I broke my glasses. But it happened yesterday. My three-year-old, we were wrestling on the floor, and she fell on my face and uh, bent and broke the the one arm. So the glasses I'm wearing right now, oh. as you can see, they're 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 my glasses, but they're they're super glued together right now. Oh, classic! <laughs> so I could I could. I can no longer close the arms, uh, but yeah. I'll survive. I'll survive. I'll wait until the new year, and then uh, unless I break them again before then, and then just use my Some work Boxing benefits. Day glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll probably wait till the new year so I can use my work benefits to pay for uh, them okay. versus paying out of my own pocket. But yeah, um, speaking of paying out, of, yeah. I was going to say I was surprised I haven't. Yeah. That, I mean, there's been lots of instances where they've jumped on them and whatever, but yeah, no, no actual breakage. So it's impressive. I must be, um, I must be a really good dad. <laughs> uh, must be, right, must be right. my fathering skills. Yeah, yeah. Out of that, or you're just not sacrificing quite enough for your children. <laughs> oh, come on! Who's uh, gonna turn it that. on me? <laughs> pride comes before the fall you know what i mean <laughs> yes um but i was gonna say also uh speaking of spending your own money out of pocket did you sign up for disney plus today because it's out now you know what i saw that that you had posted it and so i went and downloaded it thinking it would just be easier to have that instead of ne- netflix for the kids because there's just less sketchy stuff or whatever sure, so i yeah. go on there um and I realize there's nothing on there that really intrigues me, which is fine. <laughs> and then I also realize that Apple TV doesn't have a thing on there, and so you have to download a separate app so you can basically like AirPlay your phone as a controller onto the TV. No, what did you? But, what did you do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally put Disney Plus on my Apple TV and was watching it before we started recording. Uh, I I have a like the oldest apple tv too so i i I tried looking up how to even do it on there and nothing was showing up so i just went and canceled subscription enough of that (laughs) well it's it's time to uh it's time to get into like modern times and just get a new apple tv you know well the one one i got i think was free so (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough good but uh but yeah no i i signed up for it i don't i'm curious to know what what kind of stuff you like to watch because i was actually surprised with what was on there 
because I know like the when I was reading about it a month or so ago, when I was like, oh yeah, I wonder if I should get this, and I was looking at what was going to be available upon release versus what's actually on there today. I'm like, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's way more stuff that's on there today than hmm. what they had originally announced on release. But, um, but I mean, yeah, like it's th- there will be a ton of stuff on there as time goes on because obviously they'll have all of the the Marvel Studios stuff. They'll have, they also, Disney also owns, uh, what is it, 20th Century Fox, um, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm. They also obviously are Disney. So there's there'll be a lot of stuff on there that uh, as time goes on should be pretty great. And the price right now is much better than Netflix. <laughs> I'm yeah. wondering if Netflix's price will come down at all. Well, I mean, like, I'm not into any of the Marvel movies or Star Wars yeah. or Pirates of the Caribbean or... I don't know all those ones I was looking through and was like I don't know like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to watch any of these so yeah the only thing about it right now that I was just kind of browsing through that I was like okay I wish they did this a little better and I'm sure as time goes on they'll they'll fix it a little more but they just have so many like collections and the way they've like put the cl- I wish you could either like because some of the collections they've they've put there and you can go oh. Uh, Marvel or oh the you know Skywalker saga for Star Wars I'm not a big Star Wars fan either but like as far as like continuing movie universes um, that that's kind of cool but what I wish they'd do is because it's not just Disney I wish the like separation of movies was a little Mm. better um, yeah because like like when you go through the movies you can like they'll have featured but then you can also you know, like click and go, oh, I just want to see action and adventure. I just want to see comedy or whatever. But it's right. still like, obviously it's Disney, so it's animated heavy, right? But you, so you still have all the like, but I'm like, I don't really want to go through kids movies right now. I want to see what you have on here. That's not just your Disney classics. And maybe that'll get better over time where it's like, oh, I just want to see the 20th Century Fox collection and click on that sort right, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, because they definitely have some of those movies on there, like the Sandlots on there, Rookie of the Year yeah. on there, which are a couple of my like, favorites as a kid or whatever but yeah. i'm pretty sure they weren't disney movies but anyway cool running it's uh cool runnings is on there that is disney yeah. though i think oh, yeah. okay uh, that one did pique but, my interest but not enough to keep yeah it. yeah well so you signed up and then canceled yeah so i have a, a free week which yeah so you I should still have a free use, week yeah. Unless when you canceled it, I wonder if it just automa- if it then canceled your free week as well. But well, no, because I went to I the know. settings and it said you still have until November twentieth oh, okay. yep. to watch or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. after that, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, with any of that stuff, it's just you know I've got friends that sign up for every streaming thing, and it's like plus cable. Like even if you don't have cable, you sign yeah. up for three, four things, you're still paying forty to sixty bucks. You know, depending on what package you have, like yeah. So, depending on what you signed up for. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I wonder, like, with Netflix, because, like, Disney Plus right now, you can do an option that's, like, 89 bucks for the year. Yeah, so, I mean, like, pretty uh, good. Or it's eight ninety nine. Yeah, or it's eight ninety nine a month. So, essentially, you do the whole year, you get two months free type thing, right? Right. And so, that is, like, I think Netflix right now is, what, 13 bucks a month for just the standard? And then I think maybe we pay a bit extra because we have like the extra screens added so that, you know, we're not like, because I think the basic is two screens can be running at a time or whatever. When you live in a house with five kids and it's, you know, a chance to watch some shows, they can't all agree on the same one. So oftentimes we'll have all of our screens used up, but, but yeah, the price comparison for Disney plus, which I assume it'll go up in the future too, because they're probably just trying to hook people right now going, look, it's not all here yet, but it will be. And that'll be that'll be big. But anyway, um, we're not here to talk about Disney Plus. We're not here to talk about kids breaking glasses. Uh, but they do both have something in common with what we are here to talk about. Because we're here to talk <laughs> about the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because offspring or offspring is another way of saying children. Oh uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> the offspring was built off of a Disney band in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I will say a couple things. I think before we get into our offspring stories 
and no, I don't mean the stories of our children, but um, first and foremost, the importance of this band cannot be ignored. Definitely. Uh, you know, like we, we talked briefly on our, I think it was on our Green Day episode about how Smash is still, I believe, the all-time highest selling independent record. Yeah, um, I think so. Of course, that it was released on Epitaph and it sold a ton of copies and it still, I guess, sells pretty decently. Um, so, I mean, you can't ignore that. Also, um, I feel like we're technically not allowed to, and I mean, this is going to spoil a lot of our conversation, but we're not allowed to hate on the band simply because they wrote the song Cool to Hate, which is just a take on people <laughs> yeah. who like to hate things. You can either take it as one of two ways. Like one, they're just like, man, whatever. It's cool to hate, man. Or, you know, the way they wrote the song, it's kind of like a sarcastic sort of take on on uh, society, which is something I kind of enjoy about The Offspring. Um, and of course, anything we say about this band, we don't really do a whole lot of research going into these there are things we'll bring up that I won't actually have answers to. So yeah. anything we say, take it with a grain of salt. Because if you're if you're an Offspring super fan, we may annoy you with this episode. <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Um, good, or good to start we may with a disclaimer. <laughs> or we may pleasantly surprise you. Which the disclaimer that's hilarious because what is it? Ixnay on the ombre I think starts with "Welcome to the disclaimer." Oh, if it man. sounds sarcastic, don't take it serious. If it sounds dangerous, don't try it at home or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is our version of the introduction to Ixnay on the ombre. So with that, with all of that out of the way, Aaron, my fellow bespectacled father. <laughs> how did you get in how did you get into the offspring or how did you first hear them well just just to make a comment on that opening i didn't realize that pretty much all their albums have some kind of opening line to it and it quickly yeah. annoyed me um yeah i'm trying to think if that if that started was it on smash it started or if they did it on like ignition i don't think it was on their first album yeah may, i can't really remember if it was on smash on it was on smash so. for sure oh, okay um yeah I'm going to see Ignition. I'm going to click on Ignition and see what the first track is. The first track on Ignition is called Session. Yeah, so that was actually a song. So, yeah, it started with Smash, and then they just, like, introduced just kept it going. wacky voices. Wacky yeah. voices. Yeah, oh, yeah, because Smash starts with that time to relax. Yeah, which I guess Music sets the precedent the for, uh, for the rest of their albums, so... I guess uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, they can't complain if people uh, give them crap over it because they brought it on themselves. So <laughs> when you start an album with something like that, you know, okay, I get it the first one. You keep doing it. It's like, okay, just get on with it yeah. already. Anyways. Well, yeah, um, yeah. So my introduction, uh, like I said in the last episode, it was on a, a tape that I had found in right. the schoolyard playground. And I think it probably just had um come out and play and uh uh what was the other hit off of that album um keep them separated the other hit off that album they had a few hits on that album wow the the two kind of main mainstream music video ones or whatever are you forgetting about self-esteem or sorry which ones um <laughs> which you ones said, did i say oh wait you said come out and play and then what else did you say did you then say gotta oh, keep them so separated? So that, that's the same that's the one. Same is, song. Yeah, that's the same one, <laughs> right? Okay. Yes, yeah. and self-esteem. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. My research is terrible. Yeah. So those two songs, and then "Bad Habit" was another single. Okay. Off yeah, like yeah. So self-esteem and come on and play. Those were the two that for sure. And I, I just remember hearing them, and and again, like Green Day, it was just, it was something I had never conceived before. Or, or heard, and so I think it just stuck with me. So now when I hear those songs, it's like, okay, these aren't really that great. I mean, I guess they're good for what they are, but it's not like they're, you know, right. super great punk songs. But um, yeah, so that kind of st stuck with me. And then we were on a school band trip. Actually, we came to Regina from Dauphin, and one of the kids at the at the mall bought Ixnay on the Hombre, and I just remember thinking he was like one of the kind of like preppy kids, and I specifically remember thinking like, oh, like that guy listens to The Offspring? Like that's not <laughs> what I expected. And I don't like, wasn't even really someone I hung out with or talked to. So I didn't even like ask him what he thought of it. But I just remember thinking that that was odd for 
a non-punk person to to want to buy that album. Now looking back, I mean, yeah. they were obviously more mainstream than than I than I thought right. or, or knew back then. So um, yeah, and I can't really specifically remember like if I went and bought any albums after that or if it just kind of came with time. So those are yeah, the kind of the, the yeah. starting memories, but I don't really know how those memories kind of continue to grow. I guess just later on, I don't know. Yeah, I I never actually owned an Offspring album, I don't think. Um, but as far as like being introduced to the band, I'm sure it was just through um, just like friends in the radio and whatever, right? Because like with Smash, that's specifically the album I would have been introduced to them. Um, they were they were all over the place. The the closest thing I owned to owning an Offspring album was uh, it was a one of the Batman movies, uh, a soundtrack had Smash It Up by The Offspring, which is interesting because the album's called Smash, but Smash It Up is not on any of those albums. It's not on the yeah. album Smash. Mm-hmm. But um, that uh, that that uh, soundtrack was pretty good too because like, I know Sunny Day Real Estate was on there as well. It was the movie that had on Kiss from a Rose. Soundtrack? Yeah, it was, the mo- it was the movie that had Kiss oh. from a Rose by Seal. <laughs> Whichever Batman movie that oh, was, I can't what remember. I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I think U2 was on there. Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't specifically remember. I think maybe, like, the first memory, I guess you could say, I have of The Offspring is, um, like, a, a classmate having Smash and him bringing it to school and then singing Bad Habit. Like all, like in class or whatever, just like or between class, because of course that's the one where he's like, "Are oh, you stupid?" Right? Like it's got yeah. that line in it or whatever, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, you always felt so badass singing that as a kid because <laughs> so bad to sing." No, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I feel like that was my introduction to them, and initially, like I was, I would say I was a fan of the Offspring for a few years again i didn't ever own anything that i can recall maybe at some point i owned americana but um like ixnay on the ombre and smash i didn't own and then like i wouldn't have known ignition um or i think their first one was a self-titled record um but i there was something about them in those early days like with smash that i was drawn to and i've often thought about this is that uh they really seemed like they were trying to be the next Nirvana. Like yeah. that record, when you, like the song Bad Habit, no, not Bad Habit, sorry, the song Self-Esteem, the one's like, la, 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 la. like he's literally singing the guitar intro to Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> like if that's... you think about it, it's very similar. And then the drums kick in and the guitars kick in. And then the verse is just drums and bass, which is identical right. to Smells Like uh. Teen Spirit, right? Like there's this yeah. definite vibe that's going on there. And then plus like, I mean, the, the video for Self-Esteem was like, I mean, it was just peak 90s as it was, right? Yeah, like, it was pretty that, grungy that looking. Grunge vibe, right? And of course, Dexter had long braided hair at that time. But he had long hair, yeah. which... uh I think added to the whole aesthetic, but, um, but yeah, I can't remember a specific moment. I think those were the kind of the things that drew me in is just like, I was a fan of Nirvana and it reminded me of Nirvana. Obviously it's a lot more straight up punk rock or pop punk than compared to a band like Nirvana that didn't go yeah. that way at all. Um, I'm sure they had a lot of the same influences, but, uh, and like, that's not the only time I, I noticed, um, on uh like with the offspring like uh self-esteem sounding like smells like teen spirit later even i think i want to say um days go by that record yeah Yeah, there's a song dirty magic which sounds identical to come as you are uh Hmm. by nirvana (laughs) so i'm like they're still like they're they're they just did a few things like whether it was in on smash i feel like there's a lot of production nods even that they gave to Nevermind, like just in the Ooh. sound of the distortion and how they track the vocals and uh at times dexter sounds like he's trying to sing like kurt not getting into like the full-on scream there's just similarities and that i think that's what yeah. just drew me in initially um but uh yeah as far as a specific i don't have a you know a cassette tape on the playground story where i was like Oh, this is the offspring were presented unto me, but <laughs> yeah, just saying that. Yeah, I wouldn't have. 
you know, with not really getting into Nirvana, I wouldn't have picked up on those on those cues. And just uh, just kind of a side note of what, why maybe I didn't pursue them further is their albums, or at least the first handful, always had the parental advisory yeah, sticker on yeah, them. Yeah. And so I'm sure I just would have thought like, oh, I'm not allowed to listen to this or I don't want to get caught with it yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. And so I yeah. probably just, you know, had enough of their bands That's- I got into. Let's go down a little rabbit trail with that, <laughs> like the parental advisory thing. Yeah. Um, oh, man, this is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> so, because, I mean, I, I grew up in a house that was pretty similar, right? And so I don't remember what summer this would have It would have been all around that same time. Um, I bought, I went on a trip to Nova Scotia, I think, to visit my grandparents. Yeah, this is how this starts. So I was in Nova Scotia visiting my grandparents. My parents... I think came later in the trip, but before they got there, I was out with my grandmother and I bought a copy of on cassette Aerosmith, uh, big ones, I believe is what it was called. No, get nice. a grip. Sorry. Aerosmith, get a grip. Oh, yeah. uh, that, is that the one with the yeah. cow on it or something? Or yeah. What? With the cow on it. Oh, yeah. And then I also <laughs> bought a bon, a Bon Jovi tape. I don't remember which yeah, album it was. I'm talking about, but I had these, yeah, I had these two cassette tapes and, I made it through the trip without my parents discovering that I had them, but they discovered I had them when I got home and my mom read through the lyrics. And I think maybe on each album, it said shit once, right? Like, and she's like, Nope, can't do this. So she got rid of them. No more than like, it must've been later that year or even later that summer, like just within a couple months, uh, dangerous minds. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, no. But the movie Dangerous Minds came out. Yeah, Coolio. Yeah, and my sister bought that soundtrack on cassette. And of course, I mean, like that comes with a parental advisory label on it, whatever. For whatever reason, my mom said, that's okay. I'm going to allow that. So then we both ended up with a copy of that soundtrack because I was like, well, she's allowed it. I want it. Even though I don't like the music, but... (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I was a huge fan of the Coolio song for sure, right? Like, um, it was it was a huge song at the time. Yeah. We would actually, my sister and I, before getting the tapes, uh, would call into this local college radio station, and we would request it nonstop to the point that they uh, made like a no, like a, a Coolio free hour or whatever, where they wouldn't <laughs> allow you to request oh, it. Um, that's amazing. But anyway, yeah. So so. <laughs> so yeah exactly so dangerous minds is what like opened the door to me kind of being like okay um and the funny thing is later all these years later my mom i shared this story one time and she heard it actually i shared it on a different podcast that i was on and my mom heard it and she sent me in the mail a copy of aerosmith's get a grip oh, on cd that she found <laughs> yeah she's oh, like sorry awesome. i took which i was like i don't actually really want this anymore but <laughs> It's oh, that's funny. so cool though man i can't imagine yeah. that so that okay. would make my life if my mom sent me a record like that in the mail <laughs> that's fair that's fair um so with the offspring was there anything that ever actually hooked you as like to, to say you you were ever a fan of the offspring and if so you know what what was it that kind of drew you in because i sort of mentioned with the whole early on like that grunge aesthetic that they had that's just where i was at um before really getting into punk rock and so, like, that definitely helped for me, obviously, with it being played all over the radio, friends knowing it and stuff like that, right? So, was there something that hooked yeah. you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I got to <laughs> oh, go I thought, back on my sorry, memory I thought for you that. Just, but... I thought your response was just, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, no. Uh, I think there was a guy I started hanging out with in, in high school. He was a single kid, and he was kind of had you know a tv and computer in his room or whatever and so he'd watch music videos and and skate videos and just i mean he could listen to whatever he wanted and so i think like there was a lot of a lot of bands that i was exposed to there just that maybe i wouldn't have found otherwise because i couldn't have listened to it at, at my house and uh and i think the offspring was one of those bands i don't know if there was like a video on much music or or he had the albums because he listened to a lot more of the you know the mainstream stuff. He wouldn't have necessarily known of you know the tooth and nail stuff unless unless I told him. Um, so that for some reason, I'm I'm just picturing hanging out in his room 
and listening to The Offspring. And I, I don't even know what album it would have been or, or what year that was. Um, it might have even been Ixnay or, or the one that came after it. But so yeah, not yeah. not overly specific, but I kind of have like a time frame of of hanging out at his place listening to them. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up that kind of tie to the band because for myself, um, I, I like my memories tied to the band are specific in like hanging out with a friend in his basement playing Goldeneye and listening oh, yeah. to Americana specifically. Um, and there's something interesting about, I think, what separates the offspring from maybe, you know, like Green Day and other bands that kind of, you know, blew up at that time you know if you want to count like rancid in there and stuff like that as part of that kind of initial pop punk explosion or whatever but with with the offspring i feel like they were out of all those like kind of punk bands punk influenced bands at that time they were probably the one that like bridged over to like the new metal scene that was about to blow up you know Mm. what i mean like when i think of kind of the offspring i think of them as a punk band but i also group them in with that whole you know like corn limp biscuit like that just as that stuff yeah. blew up and i think because a lot of it was you know like americana was and pretty fly for a white guy was like huge at that time right and it yeah, just kind of sat right along there whereas like whereas like green day they were essentially mia at that point right like it nimrod came out and then after that i feel like that all blew up and then the offspring was in the middle of all that and then blink 182 kind of came on the other side of that right like yeah so it's kind of kind of interesting and i so so i i bring that up because like the guy who i envision being in his basement playing goldeneye with you know i have that same tie with bands like limp biscuit and corn right like when i think of those bands i'm like automatically in his basement we're playing goldeneye on his n64 and uh it's just kind of the way the way it sort of is so i i it's interesting for me that i kind of like tie them over in that way but yeah well that's Um, yeah it's like that with lots of music as i sometimes even a person comes to mind more than um than something about the band because if you know maybe it was a road trip or whatever right or just hanging out at a friend's place or yeah i wonder what the offspring like i'd be really intrigued to hear what their kind of intent was with with their albums you know, like so when they put out americana like what were they trying just like all right let's do some punk songs just for our old school fans and then let's just do some like weird radio mainstream songs just to see if something happens or what like yeah yeah they definitely had combo they definitely had some weird songs on there like on americana because they were i feel like they were pretty straightforward up until that point you know, like, um, they might not have, not every song maybe was like full on blazing, you know, like a fast punk song, but they were all, you know, sounded like the same band. And then, yeah, like Americana comes out and you have pretty fly for a white guy on there, which is way different. Get a job and get a job on there. But I mean, get a job, two things. One, it's just a rip off of Obla Di Obla Da by the Beatles. Uh, and two, they kind of like messed around, teased a little bit with, um, that kind of like ska, upstroke vibe yeah, yeah earlier true. on like they literally on uh on smash they have a song uh oh what happened to you is what it's called and it's a straight up ska song right like yeah. minus the horns obviously but um so like they they kind of messed around a little bit but then what was um oh on the album the next album after americana they had another Conspiracy song of one yeah but what was they had a song on there that was very much like um pretty fly for a white guy yeah. oh original yeah. prankster that's what oh, it was so bad yeah like, so i mean that i think that leads us into like the what next inspires sort of, a song like that i just i don't get is it just <laughs> all right let's just be goofy and you know so put a yeah. video with it and whatever yeah so in talking about like the offspring and their lyrics one thing i was kind of paying attention to Full disclosure, I didn't listen to the entire library because it kind of gets to a point where I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
And really the breaking point for me is Americana, which is hilarious because it's also an album I look back on and I've got pretty fond memories. But then when I hear it now, there are some songs where I'm like, oh, I can kind of see the turn where I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Right. But looking at their lyrics, let's say focusing on leading all up to that, they were a band that wrote very specifically. And as much as like some of the songs can kind of come off as like jokey or cringeworthy or whatever... I feel like they were always taking like a, like they were trying to, um, they were offering up a social commentary, whether that was done through, you know, like being, um, serious or if it was done, you know, like doing it through, uh, like sarcasm or, um, you know, whatever. Like I I talk about the song cool to hate. I mean, the the entire song is like, Oh, I hate this. I hate that. I hate this. I hate that. It's cool to hate. I hate Right. I I don't, they're not preaching that message as a band. Right. Like, and so, I mean, as, as annoying as that song can initially come off as, and I mean, and it does come off as annoying, like the chorus, it's cool to hate. It's cool to hate. I'm like, I just can't get into (laughs) the overall sound on the song. Um, but they are, they, I feel like they actually wrote songs that would kind of make you think a little bit more. Sometimes it's like, oh, I feel like you're trying to make something that's just not coming. Cr-. Like, I, I mean, I even look at Bad Habit. I'm like, it's literally a song about road rage. And I'd like to know where he's at talking about like, oh, this gun in my hand and all that. Like, are you literally like writing a song Yeah. and talking about pulling a gun to like mess up a guy's ride? Like, where was his inspiration for that? Because again, I don't think he's writing that as Dexter Holland, guy driving down the street pulling right. his gun out at a red light, yeah. right? Like, um, so if that's like from a story that he actually legit heard, or if he's like that's his interpretation of people getting angry in traffic, I don't really know. But like they they tackled stuff that you know a lot of bands in the punk scene didn't necessarily like that were blowing up. Uh, like we talked about Green Day, and like for a chunk of their career, their lyrics just kind of being like, all right. You know, like they had the love songs, they had the kind of angsty songs, but I don't think they ever, until American Idiot, I don't think Green Day ever really had a message per se. Um, Whereas I feel like with The Offspring, is that something they were always sort of trying to do? Now, this came, like, transition from talking about Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I don't know, like, (laughs) what inspires them to write a song about that, right? Like, I'm kind of like, I could could for sure do without that song. Yeah. Um, You know, at the same point, that's not me saying, oh, I, I always hated that song. Right. You know, I for sure found that song entertaining when I was in the ninth grade or whatever, right? Or 10th grade. <laughs> you know, it was it was this thing where I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis, which, you know, whatever. Um, but now that I hear it as an adult, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> this is yeah, a dumb song. Yeah, it's pretty hard to listen to. And maybe that but was you, just their demographic they were going for. And Well, and I think that's knows. what, like, crossed them over, right? Like, which is funny to think because, like, when you watch the music video, the guy playing whatever, the main character in the music video, the pretty fly guy, he, like, has the whole, like, I mean, I guess the whole thing is he's, like, a white guy who's trying to be gangster, right? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of that going on in the new metal scene. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it could be just a total social commentary, like you said, versus, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I well, guess I never really thought about that. It's so funny, though, because, like, I just thinking about this right now, I made, you know, I made the comparison or, or saying, like, I feel like they were out of those bands, those punk bands. They were the one that kind of bridged over to that whole new metal scene. And uh, what if Pretty Fly for a White Guy is just about Fred Durst? <laughs> well, start, what if? Starting a feud, the first internet feud. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I do want to move on to something about that in a minute, but I just actually found in, in doing this sort of preparation for this episode, I did as much as watching and listening to some of it was just like infuriating to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did actually grow in appreciation a little bit by listening to some of the songs and going, okay, like they at least were a band that tried to have a message, right? Like whether it was a consistent message or not, yeah, sure. Right. But like I look at the song uh, Mota or Moda, however you want to say oh, it. Oh, that song is so annoying. But it's actually pretty good. <laughs> like I, I think like I like it. It confuses me. 
in the sense that I'm like, okay, wait, because like the whole song is about a guy basically wasting his life specifically on weed, right? Like, and uh, and so I'm like, okay, are you are they trying to preach like, you know, is it supposed to be an an anti-drug song? I'm I'm confused because they don't come across as a band that would be preaching that message necessarily, <laughs> yeah. especially since like Noodles was only originally <laughs> let in the band because he was old enough to buy beer, right? So sweet, that's what I'm yeah, talking like, about. Did you? I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he originally he was the janitor at their high school. Oh, that, that sounds familiar. Oh, he looks like that type too, especially when he had his long hair and and that oh, guy man. is always such a goofy. Oh, and then with the like the coke bottle but, glasses sort of deal going yeah, on, where, yeah, the same um, like spiky black and bleached hair when he's seventy years old now or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, good, good on him, I guess. But <laughs> it is funny. It's it's literally sounds like it's out of a movie, right? That <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh wait, <laughs> we need we need a guy who's old enough to buy beer. You know that like that like loser janitor. You know at that school? guy that mom <laughs> says to not go near. Yeah. Let's hang out with him. <laughs> Let's give him a call. I think he'd buy us beer. But yeah, no, it's they they did always seem to have or they did. Uh, they're working on an album right now apparently. They're supposed to have a yeah. new album coming out in the next year. So they they are a band, I will say that always tried to have some kind of message to their lyrics. Um which is which is cool by me. Like I I like that, you know, as much as some of the songs I'm not big on, they don't seem to really waste their words, I might not be huge into Dexter Holland's writing style necessarily. Yeah. Um, but at least, you know, I felt, you know, it seems like he was always trying to get the most out of his words, I guess you could say. But um, I did have, like, the, there are some songs where, like, lyrically it just really takes off. Like, even, like, The Kids Aren't All Right. Yeah, I was going to mention like, that. That song, lyrically, I've always loved. Like, yeah, even, so good. you know getting caught up in the whole pretty fly for a white guy and like, Oh man, he's getting a tattoo. Yeah. He's getting ink done. Like it's, you know, it's like, Oh, this fun little song. That's also annoying. Um, and then you have, I think it's on the album. I want to say it's immediately right after. And you have the kids aren't all right. And it's like, Oh, this song is like from the opening riff through the lyrical content. It's, it's fantastic through and through. And it's like, when I think of Americana, it's, it's what I think of. Yeah, pretty yeah. fly for pretty yeah, fly too. for a white guy goes straight into the kids aren't all right. Hmm. But, well, um, yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe gotta, the kids aren't all right is a commentary of the guy from Pretty Fly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he's he he's seeing this whole world that he just wants to be a part of, and like he's trying so hard to be a part of it, and then Dexter's like, yo. Look at this. I mean, he's singing specifically about a street, right? So maybe maybe in Pretty Fly for a White Guy, it's that guy, he's just looking at all the activity on his street. And and let's say he lives in, you know, not not the nicest place in in uh in California. There's there's some there's some violence, there's some drugs on the street. And he's like, man, just idolizing those guys, wants to be a part of it. And then yeah, the kids aren't all right, comes out and it's like, dude, you don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> like this street is eating lives. It's 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 destroying lives. So I mean, who knows? Yeah, there could That's, be a lot more to it than than we think. I guess so. we we also could be giving it way more credit. <laughs> but now, regardless, that it's nice to have songs like that. You know, that highlight the album and make you want to mm-hmm. kind of keep listening to the rest, seeing if there's any yeah. more songs like that. Well, and for me, for sure, the kids aren't all right. Is like when I think of Americana, I go, oh, I still really like that song. Anytime yeah. it comes on. Like from start to finish, it's pretty great. So, um, oh, I think I kind of touched on this earlier. As far as like, I don't, I don't really think outside of the odd song that the Offspring made any big transitions in their music. Like they never really changed styles. They just had the odd single that was like different, but then they just sort of made that a part of what they did. Yeah, and I for some reason I thought that. You know, some of those later albums did switch, which is why in my mind I never listened to them. But as I was listening through like Splinter and that Rise and Fall, whatever one that is with the terrible artwork, um, for some reason I thought those two were just, you know, not worth listening to. So when I re-listened to them this week, it was kind of cool to be like, oh, okay, there's some songs in here that I like that I missed and and did realize that they that they have stayed consistent. 
Yeah. But also wondered like, oh, maybe there, maybe there is something else they could have done, or maybe this is just all they know. And like, when you have that yeah. many albums that are kind of more or less the same, yeah, kind of makes find, you question if they're really that good or not. Yeah, yeah, I do find that um, they do like it, it, but this was the case on all of their albums. I'm sure if I put those newer ones on and actually really tried to listen through them. Um, there, there would be some all right songs, but they just, for me, they found a lot of space to just kind of write like very mediocre songs. Oh yeah. And yeah, I definitely I thought that, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like they, you know, their musicianship ability was maxed out already and they just were kind of coming up with things or what, but, um, at least with those, like, I feel like with specifically Smash, Ixnay and Americana, they really hit some like solid songs that were yeah. you know some of them are are really good and then some that again like what you'd find later on were just kind of eh, you know take yeah, it or feel, leave it if i feel like there was enough on conspiracy that i still liked like i still lump that uh, into those those first few records too yeah still- which is which is probably fair like i mean they definitely weren't you know a a, a dead and dying band by that point. I like, I just, I don't know if I ever really listened to conspiracy before this, um, getting ready for this episode outside of like original prankster. And I think when I hear that song, it just like gets my blood boiling. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Um, but that brings me, I guess, kind of to some of the reason why, uh, have you ever seen them live? Not yet, but next Friday is going to change what? that. <laughs> which That's is great. which I don't really know how to feel. Like I think I'd said on the last on the Green Day one about, you know, I would still love to see Green Day, but I would rather have seen them, you know, 15 years ago. And I kind of right. think it's the same for the Offspring, like Yeah. I I'm intrigued to see what it's like. I I've watched some newer live stuff and it yeah, it's it's pretty tough to watch, so but yeah, who knows? We'll see what kind of old material they bring out, or what their what yeah. their set list is like. And like, it will be like cool to see songs like "Self Esteem" and yeah. um, like "Kids Aren't All Right." Like some of those songs be yeah. really cool to see live. So, yeah, I'm definitely They'll, looking forward to it. I'm sure they'll play all your favorites. I had the chance to see them live this summer and didn't get to. They're playing. I think we mentioned this in the last episode. Oh, yeah. They're the fair. Yeah, playing at yeah our local fair. But um, I did watch a couple concerts, and I specifically chose older stuff. Because, I mean, there's a lot of, like, anything, you know, in the 2010s and newer and whatever yeah. that I was like, I don't really want to watch that. I want to watch when they're at their peak. So one of the ones I watched was them at Woodstock 99. and Change your life. That's really where I started making the comparisons to like new metal and I was like I was legit asking are the offspring the limp biscuit of 90s punk or the kid rock of 90s punk uh, and what's because, the answer well the answer is limp biscuit um there was this whole thing in like the middle of the show where the band left the stage and then a you know a voice comes over the PA or whatever it's like ladies and gentlemen a very special presentation for you here at Woodstock and then, like, they carry these, like, blow-up dolls out on stage with faces, like, like, printed off and taped to them. And they bring them out and, like, the Backstreet Boys! And it starts playing, like, Backstreet's Back or whatever. And oh, then Dexter man. comes out with this giant plastic baseball bat and just starts beating the tar out of these, like, blow-up dolls. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Like, I know, like, at that time, that was very much a thing. Like, if you're part of the alternative scene, you were very much anti, yeah, yeah. you know, like, pop and boy bands and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's fine. You don't have to like it. But I was just like, this just seems, it's a little weird and a little excessive, you know? Like, especially when he just, like, comes off and just, like, doesn't just, like, knock them over. He's, like, literally standing over top of them, just, like, pounding down on them. And I was like, what is going on? And, like, yeah. that whole show, that whole show... It just was like a mess. I would recommend going and watching it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I thought about it even today, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I need anything else to taint my uh, my perspective <laughs> here. So I'll just let the music speak for itself. I've seen enough live stuff, yeah. so I'll just leave They're it at that. such a weird band, too, because they also like legit had a dude in the band. Like At Woodstock 99, he was on stage with a setup. Uh where he was there to make like the funny voices, 
right? Like he, oh, so yeah. he he did the weird voices in Pretty Fly for a white guy, and then he also like triggered sound effects and whatever, and he just wow. ran around on stage with his shirt off. It was the weirdest thing. But then as I was watching another one, like I watched a different one today, which I'm gonna say this wrong. It was live from. Osterachnat, 97. <laughs> I think it was some, like, festival somewhere. Yeah. But um, I noticed that very same guy, he was, like, their guitar tech. Like, there, he was a part of the stage crew because he yeah. came out at one point and, like, took Dexter's mic stand and his guitar and was tuning his guitar and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then he came out and said one thing at one point and then was gone again. But um, the 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 second one that I watched from '97 was actually pretty awesome though I will say that because it was before Americana so it's like mostly Smash and Ixnay on the Ombre Ooh. and yeah it was it was pretty solid I did laugh at there was a comment from like a YouTube guy who's good for him for scoring this YouTube username Marty McFly well Sweet. done. Like he was on the ball there before all the Back to the Future fans got there. But he says this is one of the best videos of them live. This is when they were in their prime, full of energy. It's too bad they are all old now. <laughs> wow. Who, is, who isn't from that era? Right? Well, he's Marty McFly, so, I mean, I guess he can travel in time, but his Marty McFly's age never changed when he traveled, right? He was still right. always, like, a, a teenager or whatever, young adult, so it's not like he can go back and be younger. He's not... It's not doing that, but um, and I did notice if you ever if you ever go watch that, I'm sure they have a number of titles for the songs wrong. But I thought it was funny that the song "What Happened to You," which we talked about earlier, which is like that uh, ska song, yeah. on this video when because when each song would pop up, they the the title would come on screen for that song. It literally just said ska. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's wow. not the name of the song at all. But that's like, kind of funny. <laughs> They just don't want to give credit. Like, ah, we don't like this song. We're just going to call it Ska. We're just going to call it Ska. Um, but yeah, so as far as live stuff, I expect uh, in, in a week or two that you can come back with a, a full concert review about how seeing The Offspring actually changed your life. Yeah, and I mean, all the stuff I've watched of them live, they never seemed like a live kind of band, you know? Like, they're not necessarily moving around a ton or jumping around. Yeah. I just remember watching they just kind of like, you know, stand in their spot and it's not like yeah. they're really playing any difficult parts or anything, but... Yeah. I mean, in some of the videos, like, because there are some songs where Dexter doesn't play guitar, he just sings and he kind of jumps around and moves, but he is oh, okay. he's not graceful. He's pretty awkward um, as is, but uh, yeah, I mean, and also I remember never wanting to see them live because back during the Americana days, I saw... I don't remember what the performance was, if they were on much music, like doing a much music show or what it was, but he sounded terrible. Now I want to look that mm. up though, if it was like an intimate and interactive sort of thing that much music did with them or not, but yeah, he just, mm, he just cool. did not sound good. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, nah, I'll pass, but I, I'm sure he's has his days, right? Like, Cause that 97 show, he actually sounded pretty good for the most part. Like he was on key, but then the Woodstock 99 stuff, he sounded terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like he's like a, a strong vocalist in the sense that um, you know he's got a very recognizable voice, yeah. and it seems like it's kind of what carries a lot of that band. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I would say I would think he would have you know a decent yeah. live voice. Either that, or he just he sometimes does, but he blows it by the end of tour, sort of yeah. deal or what? I don't uh, know, which is but... for any band. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. We talked about music videos a little bit earlier. I just mentioned like the self-esteem video. Did you get a chance to watch any of their videos? I mean, I'm sure you've seen some over time, but like... Yeah, no, but now that we're talking about it, I do want to go and rewatch them. I mean, I feel like I've seen them all so many times. Yeah. I can definitely picture a lot of them. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just, I was yeah, I... listening through a lot of the albums, so I didn't get to the videos. Yeah, I always liked, um, like we talked about the self-esteem video. And just how like grungy it was, um, but then also I I think and I watched this one recently the video for the kids aren't all right. Uh, it's just pretty cool. Like I'm sure it could be done better now because it's just like literally the camera like spinning around the room or whatever, and yeah, the, the right. middle of the frame is constantly changing or whatever. It's kind of neat, yeah. but um, just does a good job of tying the the story into into the video or whatever the story of the song into the video, but. They did yeah. definitely have some memorable striking videos, but they are also a band that was, you know, a part of like a, a, 
a big explosion. Like MTV played a huge role in like that band yeah, blowing sure. up, right? So, well, um, I think that's but, why they kind of went overboard with so many of their videos, just knowing that was a huge part of getting their fan base. You know, yeah, let's make a video yeah. for original prankster that's just you know so dorky and I can't people even that aren't it. into the <laughs> band. Well, well, it's just like some guy like goes around like leaving poop around and. I don't know, putting stuff in people's food or whatever. Classic. Like <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah so that's what I, I mean know. by those. I wonder what those choices were like. All right, let's just do a video that will try to get people to like our band that maybe otherwise wouldn't. Or, right. Yeah, I, I feel like they have two kinds of fans that, you know, guys like us, you know, that were, have been around since the beginning or close to the beginning, and then those that... You know, which would be for a lot of bands, even, you know, Blink-182 yeah. or whatever. I'm sure there's thousands of people that only really know the kind of video hit songs and don't really care yeah. about the aesthetic of the rest of the band. So, I don't yeah. know, I guess good marketing move, but annoying for people that actually want good yeah. music from them. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that's just, like, that was them. Like, I don't think they did it out of, you know, like, purely just trying to make because like make a hit or whatever because if you think about it like they especially like pretty fly for a white guy i'm like they they kind of like poke fun at you know if they're really trying to like make a massive hit like you you probably don't poke fun at a specific group of people right um i I, i'm wondering now like the original prankster thing i'm like well was it like a commentary on shows like jackass and whatnot like just guys doing going about doing stupid because those would have been or like punked or whatever yeah, would have been right, yeah. big shows around that time right like yeah um so i don't know it's kind of interesting but but yeah like they're they've never been a band that i was super hyped on yeah so yeah like, i don't this, ever remember being like super excited for a new release or which is odd because yeah, like, most especially then most bands i was yeah but, but I never owned anything by them that I can recall. Like, I know I borrowed albums from friends, and friends were always listening to them, but I don't think I ever owned a single Offspring album. But um, yeah, did they... I've, I've collected most of them just from thrift stores, like, in the last... Yeah. Actually, I just got Smash, like, in the last year. Oh, nice. Um, did they influence you in in style at all in the way you dressed? Because uh... I know we've talked about that with other bands. Yeah, I think anything that they were doing that was cool was another band was probably dressing or whatever similar enough that I would right. have been influenced. Yeah, I can't recall anything from the Offspring. I mean, maybe the bleach spiky hair, but I mean there was lots <laughs> of punk bands that had that, so I wouldn't necessarily. Well, I honestly, yeah, I honestly think um, when I look at like specifically Dexter Holland, uh, he looks like every '90s alternative kid basically. You know, he has, like, the ball chain, like, choker sort of thing yeah. going on. He's got the baggy pants. He's got spiked, bleached hair. <laughs> like, it's just, like, he had, he kind of, like, checked them off, right? Like, on the list or yeah. whatever. Um, he always wore is, sunglasses, too, which I always... He, very 90s-looking sunglasses. So, yeah. 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 No, I, I, part of me wishes he not... I mean, obviously, styles change, but when I see, like, the video for self-esteem... And in that video, like, yeah, he's got the braids, which you can go whichever way you want want on them, whether you think they look good or not, whatever. But then, like, I'm looking at his shirts in that video, and he's wearing, like, a Vandal shirt, a Germs shirt, a Sex oh. Pistols shirt. I'm like, hmm. he's, I'm like, he's kind of got cool style, you know. Like, I'm sure they were all baggy because that was a thing of the times. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, then later he's just, like, coming on wearing, like, weird jacket like zip up jackets and then baggy pants and wallet chains and chokers and spiked hair i'm like well i kind of missed that early on dexter hmm. a little bit but i mean whatever it, it also never really influenced i never had long braided hair or short blonde spiky hair <laughs> well, i probably wore like a it's true <laughs> i probably wore like a chain choker sort of thing or like a not oh, yeah, choker did. but like a chain necklace um yeah and then I, I think I had a wallet chain at one point in time, oh, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but yeah he definitely looked those. like the poster child for 90s alternative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it kind of all play all those guys from those bands probably played a part in it. I just don't ever remember specifically seeing a band picture or a video and changing something about my aesthetic because of that. Yeah. Now... There's a couple things I want to mention before we wrap up, and I, f- I feel like we'd do a disservice if we didn't mention the fact that 
um, there's this little record label that they started. Oh yeah, called yeah, called Nitro. Nitro. Yeah, and I I just thought we would take a look at some of the artists that spent time on Nitro because it's kind of a who's who. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, AFI. for much. Of the, I mean, like the big the biggest artists of them all would probably be AFI. Yeah, like that's a that's a Dexter Holland discovery and push. Um, but we got uh, 30 foot fall, the Aquabats, yeah. a Wilhelm scream. Oh, man, um, so good. The, the Damned apparently were on there. Um, Guttermouth, yeah. Jughead's Revenge. Uh, it's interesting, just all those bands like are so, well, not necessarily different from the offspring, but like so many like actual kind of punk bands. Yeah. So it's uh, intriguing that you know his label it, doesn't necessarily reflect what his band is which is right. which is cool it, it kind of shows that you know it gets more interesting are you ready for this yes. so then there there's Rufio which okay Rufio they were good they um, started on this Nitro? band oh. I don't know if they started like these are just bands that appeared on Nitro like really had a release at least one release uh, okay. on Nitro um the Vandals were on there as well yeah. uh and then this is one that you're going to go what Stavesaker Oh, <laughs> when would it? When like, would it that was that after Tooth and Nail or something? It I can, must have I been. feel like I I can rem- recall that maybe they left yeah, Tooth and I, Nail and went to Nitro. Yeah, it's got to be. Does this show when? No, it doesn't show. Yeah, um, it sounds familiar now. You oh, I guess that. if I can click on disto- discography, let's see what it's. No, it just it doesn't say when they were released. I'd have to go look up their discogs, which I don't feel yeah. like. Typing. Yeah, oh, I definitely remember uh, Nitro compilations too. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here, hold on. Uh, tooth and nail. Tooth and nail. Nitro. Okay. So October first, two thousand two, they released Stave Zaker uh, on Nitro. So there you go. They had one release on Nitro. It was after yeah. Tooth and Nail. They did three that. albums on Tooth and Nail, then the one on Nitro, and then. They moved to Abacus, and then their most recent was an independent release. Did they do? Right. Yeah, I did a crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah, no, there were no, like, EPs or anything on, yeah. on Nitro. It was the one release, but so that, that's kind of interesting. But uh, I figured it was it was fair to mention that they uh, – so it's kind of neat that, like, um, in that self-esteem video, Dexter is wearing a Vandals T-shirt, and then later he'd get to put out a, a Vandals record. So that's – yeah. That's kind of neat, but yeah, and it okay, definitely so, gives them some more cred too. Just knowing that the kind of band they were, that they still were trying to seek out like really cool bands, yeah. you know. Okay, so here's you know. something interesting. So we've done a lot of time, obviously, talking about Dexter. I mean, he is the front man, and we mentioned Noodles. Um, <laughs> how about these random facts for other members who have been in the band? You ready for this? I'm so is ready. Name, is the name Adam Willard familiar to yeah. you? Yeah, awesome yeah, drummer. So, yeah, so he played drums in The Offspring, as well as Angels and Airwaves, Social Distortion, Against Me. So he's been around. How about, uh, this guy's currently in The Offspring. How about the name Todd Morse? Is that uh, familiar to you? Yeah, brother of Toby yeah. Morse, H2O. Brother of Toby Morse. Yeah, Todd also played in H2O at one point. So Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of cool. But uh, before before we wrap up, do you have a favorite Offspring album and favorite Offspring song? If you had to pick, you, you can't say no. You actually have to pick. That's a that's a yeah. rule. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not necessarily hard to pick. It's just none of the albums were solid front to back, which is which makes it annoying. Like I just would have loved to have one album where it's like I like all of this. Every album I listen to, right. there's always some point in it. But um, yeah, probably um, Americana. Um, okay. Kana, however, um, yeah. yeah, just I mean, even Welcome just the cover, era, yeah. But besides that, <laughs> 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 but I mean, yeah, I I love the love the cover of that one. I'm actually ho- hoping they have a shirt with that image on the front. I just always thought it was a cool punk cover. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, kids are kids aren't all right. Obviously, is a is a classic yeah, one. Yeah. Um, is a million miles away? Is that on that one? Uh, I'll have to. Thankfully, I've got America. Or is that no? Open. That one might be on Ixnay. Um, yeah, because it's not on not on Americana. So your okay. guess is Ixnay. Ixnay yeah, on the Ombre. On. Let's yeah, click on it. What What are Let's the see. other uh, What are the, are the good songs? And hold on, you said on a million Americana. miles away. 
a mil- million miles away, if that's actually a song title, is not on Ixnay on the Ombre. Uh, maybe it's called something else. Um, uh, th- then I don't know. A million <laughs> miles away. Da, 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 you know what? No? Yeah, that's on so? Conspiracy of One. It's called Million Miles Away, but it's on Conspiracy oh, of One. Okay. You, went the, Sorry. you went the wrong way. Yeah, well, I thought there was. Okay, well. I listened to like yeah. six or seven of their albums, so I'm a, I can't quite remember what uh, what's yeah. on water anymore. But anyways. Yeah, I I think I tried to listen to it, everyone at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I found that I actually for sure enjoyed the earlier stuff more than the later stuff. And what I mean earlier, like I mean those three, I'm saying three albums, Smash, Ixnay, and Americana being like yeah. for me like peak offspring listening. Um, so when I say early, I mean the stuff before that versus the stuff after that. Right. I actually yeah, yeah. prefer like ignition, uh, and like their self-titled one. Okay. I mean, you definitely hear like those hardcore influences more in there, but for me, album is Ixnay on the Ombre easily. Um, yeah. just start to finish. I think smash is good too, but I just feel like, I think a, there was a step up in production and, for the most part, like the songs I do like more on Ixnay, like my favorite song, it's a toss up. You said, um, kids aren't all right. So that's on my list. I'm going to go then with gone away as my favorite. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Song. That's the one off of yeah. there that I was thinking of. That one's so good. Yeah. yeah I like I, the video a million for that miles song. away and gone away mixed up. Yeah. Oh, that that's fair. Yeah. Ones. Gone away has long been like, one of my, if not favorite, Offspring songs. Yeah, um, so good. But yeah, and Ixnay's artwork is pretty good too. I think. Yeah, like the yeah, whole like skeleton cool. and bones and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which they they kept that they they had a bit of, you know, they had a little bit of a, a thematic, like a theme going, because uh, Smash was like the X-ray, right? right? So it was the bones, and then Ixnay on the Ombre was bones and then they got they, they got away from it <laughs> so it lasted well, back for two to conspiracy albums. of one that sketchy skull on the fire yeah i guess hey yeah, they, they did <laughs> have the skull i logo. feel like that became like their logo did that uh, i'm just curious so chachi yeah. yeah i mean it is what it is you know you can only say so much but um yeah so i don't know i i i actually this is the question i think we're gonna start asking at the end of these episodes um Going through this, do you find that your relationship, or however you want to put it, with the offspring got better, got worse, or stayed the same? Uh, well, maybe maybe a bit of both because, well... <laughs> that doesn't work. It, it, it got worse because I had to listen to more of it. <laughs> but Sure. But it also made me appreciate some songs that maybe I hadn't listened to before that I re re listened to. And even just the fact that they've stayed consistent. I mean, even if I don't love it, you know, I I do like that. I can, you know, just put shuffle on a discography and more or less enjoy, enjoy it. So yeah, like, I mean, there was lots of points. I was like, okay, I've had enough of this for today or this is worse than I thought. But then also some of like, okay, there's some really good, good songs in here that have you know stuck with me for 20 years or whatever so yeah yeah i would say for sure they're a band that um writes pretty darn good singles i mean with some exceptions like you know like original prankster and uh pretty fly they don't they don't age very well for me um but for the most part like their singles are are spot on album wise they're definitely inconsistent i think my my appreciation, maybe that's the word I needed to use, not relationship. My appreciation for Offspring. Did it get yeah. wor- did it get better? Did it get worse or stay the same? <laughs> I think it actually, my appreciation got better. Like, I, I think mm. I came to appreciate them a little more by actually looking at some of the songs. Like, I know early on, I was agitated listening to them, yeah. right? Like, there, there's a point, and that's why, like, I can't get into Conspiracy of One, and it's why I, like, didn't dabble too much in... Americana, even though that's like the album that reminds me the most of listening to The yeah. Offspring. But going into some of their songs and just kind of appreciating that, yeah, they're a band that tried to bring something lyrically uh, and, and have a message. And, you know, that was even, I, I, I you know, I kind of crapped on their Woodstock 99 performance. But at the same point, 
in the middle of that show, Dexter Holland like stops the show and he says, guys, girls want to crowd surf too. So how about you don't harass them as they go by? Awesome. Right. And I was like, that's fantastic. Especially like yeah, when you think then. about Woodstock 99 and you think about the scar that's on that, like that weekend, right? Like yeah. all the Limp Bizkit stuff and stuff that happened. They're like, Dexter Holland was there that same weekend saying like, guys, let's not be dicks. Like, just you know help move them along you don't need to be grabbing at them right uh, yeah. but then he did he did at the same point he's like and girls if a guy comes by grab him by the balls right like he didn't <laughs> say that wow. just like all right whatever but my appreciation did grow in like just listening to some of their stuff and going yeah you know what they're trying to bring a bit of a message um with with their music and i thought that was kind of cool and uh, after we finished recording last week, I went and I was playing some GTA Five, and I was literally listening to "Bad Habit" by The Offspring, which is very fitting because it's all about road rage. Uh, but anyway, is it, on, that's, is it on that game or what? Uh, it or, could yeah. be. I was like listening on my Spotify on my Xbox oh, okay. One or whatever. So, um, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. They do have a punk. It's called Channel X, and it's like. So it's like a radio station that you can listen to in the vehicle or whatever. Okay. And it's a punk, it's a punk channel. It's hosted by, oh, what's his name? He was in Black Flag and then he started the Circle Jerks. Henry Rollins? No, no, no. No, Henry Rollins was in Black Flag as well. But this, um, oh, he's got like long dreads and whatever. I can picture him, but I can't think of what his name is right now. Anyway, uh, he like hosts like the radio show or whatever. But um, yeah, no. So... Before we kind of, you know, say our goodbyes and whatnots, uh, we'll do the social media stuff. You can follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Twitter is at Growing Punk Pod. Instagram is at Growing Up Punk. I am on Instagram and Twitter at David Growing Up. Aaron is on Instagram. Aaron Grew Up Punk. Thanks for the ads. There you go. And, um, yeah, so, and wherever you listen to this, of course, you can... uh, subscribe rate review that stuff it's available wherever you find podcasts so that would be cool if you tell your friends and before we get out of here aaron you're up next so who are we talking about next time oh, pressure's on an oldie but uh a decenty <laughs> <laughs> decent decent an oldie but a decent oldie that's yeah. a, just just oh, no. building the the hype <laughs> well yeah, sorry that that was bad. No, Ben, that no, was, it was perfect. It was actually spot on. <laughs> very, very influential at the beginning, and then not so much towards the end. But a uh, band that I still highly love to this day, a band called Goaty Hook. All right, so we're going to talk about Goaty Hook next time. Uh, probably one of the bands with the worst production in the history of Tooth and Nail <laughs> Records. Uh, it's it's yes. got to be up there for those first two albums. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that is going to do it for this time. So uh, yeah, Goaty Hook is coming up next. But for now, uh, bye-bye. See ya. See ya.